People always ask how I balance my family life with 400 shows a year. I'm just doing what I love with the people I love. It's my magic life. All right, well, um, I don't know how to start this week. We were supposed to have our friend Wayne Allen be on the podcast tonight, but um, since we had uh, some newborn babies jump into our life this week, <laughs> uh, it's kind of put a monkey wrench in everything. Uh, talk to Wayne. Wayne will be on our podcast next week, but I thought it would be cool to um, fill you guys in on the craziness of the weekend and... What our life is like with uh, twins now. Yeah. It's totally different, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, we're starting a podcast uh, closer to midnight than the middle of the day. Uh, yeah. That's well, one thing. We have a lot to get used to, and we're still trying to figure out schedule of feedings and getting stuff done and everything else. Life in general. Fitting in. Twins with the two of us and Lana and everything else. So well, the thing is, these kids are pretty awesome. I mean, the only time they cry is in the middle of the night. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> so I mean, they're sitting what two feet from us in their car seats, and you might hear little chirps every once in a while. It sounds like a squeaky toy, but they're out in between uh, feedings. They they're out for the most part. That yeah, so. Don't jinx it, though. Yeah. You say that now. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's it. They're only two feet from us, so if you hear something, that's them. Yeah. Anyway. There you go. I don't know if you heard that. I but don't there know. It was. <laughs> it was pretty loud. Anyway, I thought it'd be cool to talk about what it's like to have Lana on the road and babies on the road and just our journey is different than most other entertainers. We right. can't ask other people for help with our Lana work because... Some entertainers take their family on the road, but it's kind of, they dip their toes in that world. They only take them to big shows, or they only take them to big events. Um, I know a carnival guy that does the uh, county fair circuit, and we're a family show, we're a family show, and then he goes to work trade shows, and it's, you know, Blank Blake's family circus, and you see him behind the booth handing out brochures, and him doing it by himself while the family sits at home. That's that's not what we have at all. No. We uh, we have everybody with us at every show unless there's been like one, maybe two shows that have said no children. So we've had to get a babysitter, but in almost 9 years um now was that only the millionaire people that we worked for? No, that was that was them, and then there was one that was in like downtown Richmond. Huh. Um, but that was it. That's it. Everybody else, um, doesn't care. Either doesn't know, and we bring her, and they don't care because she's well behaved, and they don't ever. We've never heard a single complaint, or um, they just don't mind if we bring our family. And it's not like people are just holding back and not telling us. We give them a form after they hire us with a self-addressed stamped envelope that says, hey, let us know what we can do to improve. Right. And no one has said, "Uh, I'd rather you not bring your children or child to the show. No. Well, when you said that you had two people 
that didn't want the kids or the kid with us do you do you think that person hadn't seen us before or they got us through an agent the one in Richmond got us through an agent. So they had no idea who we were and they wanted adults only. There you go. They'd never seen our show and they didn't see how it worked. Right, exactly. Yep. So that that was that one. The um the millionaire one was just I I don't know why. Um They they had never seen us with kids. We had our baby was so new they didn't understand what that would look like. I guess so. They were thinking screaming infant. Probably. But look over here. Right. Two feet from us. Right. And guess what? This technically is a show. Yeah. And I would do whatever I, you know, when Lana was a baby, we had her at the show in her little car seat as well. And if she started screaming, I'd just take her out. Didn't happen very often. You could usually just throw a binky in her mouth. She'd be fine. But any little noise, I would take her out just in case it would lead to a cry fest. Well, in a podcast, you can push pause. You can't do that in a show. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway, so uh, do you want to talk about what it's what it was like with uh, Lana in the beginning? Yeah, I mean, we had no clue what we were going to do. We had absolutely no idea how we were going to make it work or, or what we were going to do. I remember you freaking out a little bit. Um, not too bad. About the same amount as you did with these two because there's two instead of one. But um, we we had no idea. And... We had to take two cars because we didn't have a bench bolted into the back with seat belts of the van. Um, so we took two cars for the first month or two of her life till we got that fixed. Um, and then we just figured out. We stuck her car seat underneath the, the show table and she, that's where she hung out while we did our show. And she was she's she did really well. She really did. And these guys, we've taken them, you know, um, in the car a couple times. And they just are out like a light when you put them in the car. So that's good. They're good road road guys so far. Well, they were just born Friday. Today's right. Wednesday. Right. We took them to the grocery store last night. Well, we took them home from the hospital. Yeah. Took them to the grocery store last night. And we took them to the skate park tonight. Yep. Lana and I, my eight-year-old and I, went uh, skateboarding tonight just to just to get out of the house. Just to... Just to um, take, them, take them on the road. Take them on a road trip. Yeah. And they did great. They did. They did amazingly well. So that's good. That's always good. Test the waters before you have to go out and do a show. And um, they passed. They did good. Well, it's pandemic. And Lana always did really well. Yeah. She did really well. I remember there was only one time that she had a meltdown in the car. And that was because it was a really long day in the car. And I couldn't blame her. We were getting home at like 2 in the morning. And that's when she started having a meltdown maybe 15, 20 minutes from the house. So you can't really complain about that. We were, it was, a, it was one of those things where the show was 4 or 5 hours away. We got up super early. 4 or 5 hours in the car there. Did the show. Then 4 and 5 hours on the car ride home. I mean that's 10 hours in one day. And the car is a lot. And poor thing in a little car seat like that. Um, you can't blame her. So she did real well. Well, and, and it's pandemic time of year. If this was normal time of year, you'd have had the kids and we'd have had shows already. Right. So, you know, and shows every day. So we're trying to get them used to car rides. Right. Yeah. That was one thing that we talked about was, you know, if 
things are still still slow. We have shows. Thank thank you Jesus. We do have some shows, but it's still not up to it's nowhere near where it should be. And so uh we already talked about that, you know, they get here a slow time of year. We're not in the car very much. Let's just even if it's just let's get in the car and drive. No destination, just drive so they get used to being in a car seat, used to riding for an hour maybe, and come on back home and um, make sure that they're, they get used to that. Because, I mean, we did have friends that took their baby on vacation um, when she was maybe six months old, and they said, oh my gosh, I don't know how you do it. She screamed the whole car ride. But she wasn't used to going in the car that much, as much as Lana was. And so just to stick her in the car for her first long car ride and expect, you know, perfection. Right. You know, but I think I think it overwhelmed them how much their baby cried. But that's not something you'd think about either. If this wasn't our job, I wouldn't be thinking, let's go take the boys out for a car ride so they get used to being in the car for periods of time. No. I would be sticking around home and just taking it easy. Or preparing for a, you know, a five-hour car ride. Let's let's take them for a couple rides so they get used to the, and, and make the rides right. longer and longer. No. Normal people don't do that. No, you don't think about that. No, not at all. So, I mean, it's not like they did anything wrong. It's just not something you think about doing. And then you're thinking, oh, baby, they're sleeping in the car. The car is going to lull them to sleep. And then it didn't happen. And, you know, so, yeah. Well, I always, um, I started my business in 1996. And I waited a long time to have kids to begin with just because I wanted to have my business. I wanted to feel like I could afford a kid. Yeah. I wanted to feel like I could take care of a kid. I didn't want to... Boy, you can mess up a kid so easy. I want to be able to provide for it. So I had to wait for my business to feel like I was out of place. Yeah. And yet still, when it happened, (laughs) sometimes we wondered, how are we going to pay for diapers? Right. Cause you even, even though you had those are good goals to have, and you have that goal that's that's amazingly awesome. It's better to have Lana when we did than when you're first starting out your business. That's for sure. But you don't realize how much, um, everything costs and the absolute necessities that you need for a child. How much just preparing for a newborn costs between car seats and strollers and um, diapers and just. The things that you have, clothing, the things that you have to have add up. And so, I mean, this time around, when we found out we were having twins, that was the first thing that went through my mind was, oh my gosh, double. we have to buy two car seats. We have to buy a double stroller, which I don't know if you ever looked into it because I certainly hadn't before we found out we were going to have twins. But you look up anything that um, you need you know, for twins, you put twins in front of it. It's at least double, if not triple or more the price of a singleton thing, you know, a one seater car seat, um, not car seat stroller, but you know, so, but we have been so extremely blessed with amazing family and friends, our church. I mean, everyone, has been so incredibly generous with us since we found out we were having twins. And I just, it has brought me to tears a number of times of how generous people have been 
with just showering us with necessities that we're going to need that we do need for these boys and I I've barely I mean through everybody's generosity we've barely really had to pay for anything out of pocket so far well which is amazing if you think about it well (laughs) when we were going to have the babies have the baby somebody said oh can I help plan a baby shower we don't need a baby shower we have a baby coming we have, One baby. Yeah, we have stuff. We're, we're good. We don't need that. And we can afford stuff. And even if it's a boy instead of a girl this time, that's not a problem. It's just clothes, you know. And then we came home from Penn & Teller, and the world ended. Right. And then we found out it's two. Yeah, we have no money coming in. If you want to buy please. Yeah, let's have a baby shower. Yeah. We'll <laughs> take a baby shower. We need two of everything now. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, um... Like I said, we didn't know anybody that we could ask questions no. how, how to make it work. No. No one. Um, there's a guy named Sean Farquhar who I think I mentioned in the podcast before as a magician. He had his family on the road, but they were in a cruise ship. So uh, I think the first 13 years of her life, she was she was with mom and dad on the cruise ship. And then she decided she wanted to do regular school instead of homeschool and they got off the cruise ship and they've done a lot of other stuff since you know can you ask him no because his is different than us right so he's he's he has it where he's contained on a cruise ship which is a whole different scenario of figuring out raising a family on a cruise ship than raising a family like we do uh, traveling on the road all this you know all the time cruise ship is a set schedule right the shows are set homeschooling set schedule everything's set us we could have a school show in the morning corporate party in the afternoon you know a a corporate luncheon in the afternoon and a theater at nighttime you just never know what you're going to have any given day and you have to travel to and from and so we just do school when we can where we can right people say what time of the day do you do school our kid does better in the mornings our kid does better in the evenings our kid does it whenever we say it's time to sit down and do school even if it's a, a sunday I mean, it doesn't have to be a weekday because you got to get it done at some point. And so if it's a a week where you had shows Monday through Saturday and you have Sunday off and you need to get one more day of school in that week, well, guess what? It might be Sunday, but we're going to do school. So, but it's nice. She's flexible, but again, she's had to be since she was born. So she doesn't know any other way. So when you tell Lana, okay, it's time for school. She may go, but that's because she's a normal kid that, you know, it's school. You're messing up up playtime. Right. It's, you know, it's not that she's any better at doing school in the morning, the evenings, afternoons. You know, it's it's just that's when we have to do school because that's how the schedule worked that day. The pandemic messed her up for school because she's used to it in the back of the van in a theater after a show. Right. At a restaurant and with the pandemic. She's not used to sitting at a desk, the same desk, um, doing school in the same place every day. Uh, and on the same time. Right, yeah, right well, after breakfast, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much is that, that's when we would do it. And that's not normal. So she was really, we started having a hard time in the beginning there. We had to figure out a, a reward system of doing well in school. You do well in school for so many days, this is what happens. And so 
we had to start that, which we haven't had to do before, um, just because it's the same place. It's the same thing day after day. And she's not used to that. Whereas you go to public school, that's what you do. I mean, you go to the same school every day, same classroom every day. Um, and that's just not what she's used to. So I love an analogy. And the best analogy I could tell my magic friends was it's like putting a, you know, a person that, I don't know, that travels, travels, travels around the world and does stuff and sees things and they're an adventurer and they get to go here, there and everywhere. And then they get promoted to a cubicle. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That's, that's right. what Lana was. It was a promotion. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was easier for you. You didn't have to lug books and you knew where the books were and you knew it was easier actually for the teacher. Um, yeah, but I don't mind lugging the books because yeah. I, I know ahead of time, you know, obviously. All right. Well, we have a show today, so let's go ahead and pack up the books the night before. And it's just, it's not so bad. That's not too bad. So. Well, as far as, uh, do you have anything else on Lana before we start talking about the the new ones? No, it's just, you know, no, uh-uh. Don't think so. We're really proud of her. Lana. She has done so well. Well, now since... I'm talking about pre-babies. I'm oh, so no. proud oh, of her. Oh. I'm, I'm, she stepped up and helped you with an illusion. Yes. She yes, she's done great in the especially towards the end of the pregnancy where I couldn't I mean, my belly was so huge. I couldn't bend over and pick something up off the floor and it not be uncomfortable. I mean, extremely uncomfortable. It was very limiting being pregnant with twins. I don't know how people do it with triplets or more. God bless them cuz twins is enough for me cuz that it it Really, I mean, just physically, it was hard and it, what am I trying to say? I'm sleep deprived, but it just stopped me from doing things. I wasn't able to do normal things. Like I dropped something. Oh gosh, I got to pick it up now. Nobody's around. It's it's hard. But Lana stepped up up and in the shows, she helped me um, with animals and with Anything I needed. She was really a big helper and she didn't complain once. She was happy to do it. And she did that illusion and we spoiled her rotten afterwards because we were so proud of her. She did a really great job. And so she really stepped up during pregnancy and she's been amazing since we brought the boys home too. She's been really sweet. Well, we'll get to that at the end. Yeah. After we bring the boys home. That's fine. But... So we moved into the house two years ago. Yes. And I told Natalie when we got our new house, we didn't have room in the other house for another kid. We were out of bedrooms. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It wouldn't have worked. Um. So I was very ready to move. And we finally were able to move. And we got moved in. I was like, all right. Are we gonna are we gonna do this or what? You you promised. And then it was almost kind of like I had to convince you again, a second time. Um. I was having For fun some at the reason. new place. Well, I was scared, Natalie. I'm getting older. Yeah, but you're the one that wanted to wait that long. I know, so, but then I waited so long I was scared because I'm getting older. And I wanted you to keep your promise, which you did. And I think you're absolutely fine. But I, but, told, I told Natalie that we could have another one. Yeah. And she was boo-hoo, and we have that on video. Actually, on Jewel TV, episode yeah, two. Yeah, I was boo-hooing because I was... 
I was happy that you said yes, but I was worried at the same time that you were saying yes under duress. That was all. But I think it's worked out fine. Yeah? I was saying yes under duress. I would have been fine without having another one. But now they're here, it's like a switch flips. And I told you that. Good. I'm glad. No, but I told you that. That makes me happy. I know, but I wasn't sure. But, like, women have motherly instincts? Yeah. I think dads have something, too, though. I mean, if they're... When did the switch flip? Unless they're in touch with their... As soon as they popped out. As soon as they popped out. I didn't know if it switch flipped when you knew the gender... Um, and that there were, you know, they were twins, but that we found out they're boys and there's really for reals and you saw them on the ultrasound no. or if it flipped, it flipped none when they came seemed, out. None of that seemed real. That didn't seem real. Okay. I was um, just curious. And as far as boys, that scares the heck out of me because I've heard boys are tear stuff up and we got a nice house. I don't want the house <laughs> tore up. Well, you just be the daddy and tell them they can't tear stuff and up. And we've done a Follow girl before. And we know how to do pigtails. We know how to do bows and dresses. I don't know how to do boys, and I don't want. I don't want boys running around tearing crap up at shows either. So uh, you know, it's it's scary. I, well, I think if we had let Lana run around and tear crap up, as you say, at shows, she would have. But we laid down rules, and we talked to her, and she knew what was expected of her. And when she did wrong, we told her she did wrong, and. And she fixed it. So I think that's going to be the same thing with these two. Yes, it's boys. Maybe they'll be more rambunctious and crazy when they're playing, which I think is not a problem. But I think that they're going to realize, because they're starting out here, when they're going to be a week and a day old, they're going to go to their first show. And so starting that young, I think they will realize what is expected from them when they get a little older, obviously. And I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to work out well like Lana, where, yeah, there were a couple times where we had to sit her down and be like, what you did today was a no-go, and it cannot happen again. But that's only happened a handful of times at most with her, and I think that'll be the case with these two. And a lot of the times was, or all the times, I don't know any that, I mean, none of them disrupted the show. No. It was that I'm doing a show, and I can hear my kid, and that throws me off because I'm like, if I hear it, is it going to get worse? That's what I worry about. Right. Yeah. I don't want to hear a peep out of my kid. Right. At my, at somebody's paying me to do a show. I don't right. want my kid to be disruptive. She's watching She's watching out and made a friend in the audience and she's talking to him during the show instead of that happened being when she quiet. Was like four. Yeah. That, you know, that's the worst thing that, yeah. Like at a resort, done. she'll sit out front row and, and, yeah. and giggle right. when they're not supposed to be giggling because they're telling stories and lana had seen the show before so lana right and you had to go out there and say hey look they haven't seen the show you gotta let them see the show too yeah yeah but i mean so i think it'll be i think it'll be fine well anyway so i told you we could have a kid yes and then what happened after that well we tried and we tried and we tried and we tried and nothing happened so when we had been trying for like I don't I don't remember six eight months something like that. Um, I had to do some tests to see what was wrong, because you know I was thirty five at the time thirty six now, but they just had to run some tests to see if anything was wrong, and that was scary because it's like well now if something's wrong, I you have 
I don't know that we can do, you know, the IVF stuff because that's so expensive. And yes, I want a child, but I want to be able to have money afterwards to raise the child, you know? So I I got the test done and I was very scared. I was, and then it was also, it fell on a time when you couldn't be with me. I was at so, a magic convention. Yeah. So, which had been planned for a long time and we had to move it. Everything has to happen at a certain time in the woman's cycle um, for these tests to be done. And so it just landed on a time where he was gone at a magic convention and it had been planned for months. I, you know, so I had to go by myself and I, that sucked. I wasn't happy about that. And I was nervous they were going to find something horribly wrong. And I was like, so if you have your phone ringing, I don't care where you are. And it, my name pops up, you had better answer. So, <laughs> but it turned out everything was fine. Everything was absolutely fine with me. And so Wes was supposed to go get a test done, but uh, number one, he never I did. To. Right, exactly. And How number, rude. And number two, I didn't need to. Not that you knew, but uh, since he didn't go get tested, I made him take two other things. One was ashwagandha and something else to help to help things going on. It's some kind of just vitamin, though. It wasn't like you took fertility treatments or anything. It was just a vitamin. No, 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 no. It yeah, it was just a vitamin. It, it said it ha- it can have these effects. Um, um. It would have absolutely nothing to do with having twins. Absolutely nothing to do with having twins. It would just boost your count is all. (laughs) So, um. I never took those pills. uh Uh-huh. Don't don't listen to her. So anyway, but it took us a little over a year to end up getting pregnant. And so... I was beginning to wonder, like, is this never going to happen? And it was a very emotional ride because every month, am I, am I, am I? No. Am I, am I, am I? No, again. And it just, especially once you get to that, close to that year mark, you're just like, what else? What am I doing wrong? I had those tests. There's nothing wrong. Everything's running smoothly. What is going on? Why am I not pregnant? I honestly think it was her stress. She was trying to get pregnant every single month, and she was thinking about it and stressing about it and stress, and I don't know. Somewhere along the line, I've heard that stress can mess stuff up. Somewhere along the line, I've heard that. But if I had been totally stressed, there would have been other symptoms. I don't know. Yep, that's what the doctor said. So, anyway... But, so I was waiting and mm. saying, hey, look, uh, it's been a year. Can can we stop trying now? Cause, uh, and I said every, no. Every single month you were crying, though. Yeah. But I was like, no, 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 no. There's no cutoff. I, until I, you know, I, I had, <sighs> I, I had, I wanted another child. And there's just, there's no cutting that off. You want a child you want a child, and I guess it would have been cut off at some point, some way, somehow, if I, we never got pregnant. But at that point in time, we had been trying for a year. I was not ready to give up yet, so, which was a good thing because we ended up getting pregnant a year in, and we knew we were pregnant when we went to Penn and Teller, and yes. you went to the doctor to even see if you could fly because you did not want to mess anything I, up. No, I didn't. Well, and here's the other thing: I had um. 
No, that happened after Penn and Teller. I was about seven weeks, so never mind. But yeah, I wanted to make sure. I I figured I'd be fine, but I just want to make sure that it really would be okay that early in pregnancy because they say the first trimester is very tricky. That's when you, you're most likely to have a miscarriage is in that first 12 weeks. And so I didn't want to mess anything up by getting on an airplane. Um, but they said it would be fine. I just had to stay hydrated, make sure I drank a lot of water. So Guess what? You can't take any liquids past security. So I bought some expensive bottled water, man. $6 for bottled water. I was, it was stupid, but it was worth it. <laughs> and um, it, on episode one of Jewel TV, it's called The Big Break. And it's all about the Penn and Teller thing. And at one point, Lana's saying, talking about the blueberry in the background. And if you listen close, you'll hear, blueberry, dad, the blueberry. Natalie had an app on her phone that told her, the size of the baby every single day, and they compared it to fruits and vegetables and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And while we were at Penn and Teller, it was a blueberry. It was the size of a blueberry, yep. But we had no idea there was two blueberries in there. We had no clue there was two blueberries in there. See, you can get an early ultrasound, I think like 10, 12 weeks, something like that, and they will, um, obviously they would have picked up that there were twins in there, but I knew my dates really well. Um, because we had been trying for so long. So I knew exactly, I knew exactly when we got pregnant. So I knew our due date and we didn't need that extra ultrasound. So we didn't worry about it. And every time we went in, once they found the heartbeat, they could find the heartbeat and they'd find one heartbeat and be happy because, you know, and they put the monitor to her belly left to right. And they always found the left side. So why look to the right? They found it right away. Right. So they never tested her right side of her belly. No doctor did. Separate. They did the right. They got the right one because that was the one Julian was on. It's the right side. My right. But if I'm, it's on my left. Oh, I'm saying okay, facing me. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, and and that's how people read a book. They go from left to right. So if you're gonna scan somebody's belly, you go left to right. Right, and they correct. I'm not saying right, but correct. That yes. So you find one heartbeat. You think you're only having one. Ta da! Done. You're still good to go, so you can hear that heartbeat and everything, and you're good. So we had no clue. We went in at 22 weeks. Um, we went in for an ultrasound. Obviously, they measure, make sure the baby's healthy. There's, you know, nothing obviously obvious that they can see wrong, and they get to tell you whether you're having a boy or a girl. So we were very excited to figure that out, and. Lo and behold. And we already planned a gender reveal party for the following day. For the very next day. Yeah, we went in on a Friday and we had our, we're having our gender reveal on sa- that Saturday. And so Do we you went remember in. we bought the cannons and we bought one boy one and one girl one? Yeah. Just in case? Yep. So that, because Lana was going to pop the cannon. And we wanted her to practice. The night, yeah, the night before. What, if it was a boy and a girl twins. We didn't have to go back to the store. I just realized that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, we show up for the ultrasound, just excited to figure out boy or girl, and go in there, and the lady starts scanning, and she goes, well, there's a head, and there's this, there's that. And there's the femur, there's the spine, yeah. there's the arm. And Wes was like, it looks like there's a ball in there. He's playing with a ball. He's got a ball in his hand. What is that? And I was like, oh, look at that. It's a ball. That's funny. Yeah, what is that? And the lady's like, oh, that's a second head. And she left. She left the room. 
Yeah, she said, I'm not qualified for twins. I was like, well, where? Yeah, what? We didn't have a chance to say anything. <laughs> she just left. And I'm, I, I'm, I, we both just kind of were shocked. So she went to go find somebody who is qualified to, to measure twins and do two. And we were just in the room in complete and utter shock. Um, because I, I was just waiting for her to peek her head back in and go, <laughs> just kidding. Like, I mean, I, I was. And different people, I don't know who they were, secretaries, nurses, different people, because it took like 25 minutes to get the second nurse in there. But different or so people, it seemed. Who knows how long it took I don't them. Know. But yeah. But three other people stuck their head. Are you guys okay? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we all turned pale. Maybe. But... <laughs> like, I think that, I mean, we were speechless and I think jaws just dropped and we were just, and it, 22 weeks in, people usually find out about these things early, not 22 weeks in. And then, you know, Kali, when we got there, the lady asked Wes before we found out it, it was twins. She's like, do you need any water or anything? He's like, no, no, I'm good. Find out it's twins. The lady that's qualified to, to do the twin ultrasound. He's like, hey, you know how you offered me water earlier? I was offered water earlier. She goes, yeah, yeah. Do you need some? Like, you have anything stronger? <laughs> I need something. <laughs> so, but yeah, they did come checking on us because... I think they could tell how much in shock we were. Just I never in our even, never in my life would I have ever thought I'd have twins. Well, it doesn't run in our either one of our family. No, it doesn't. And there was nothing that we took or did or fertility was no, all natural. It. Yep. So, so we were asking the doctor, "All right, doc, uh, what's going on here?" He said, "Well, if you have twins in your family, it only increases the odds by five percent." Right. We were like, what? I thought everybody had twins. It was like made it 50% chance or right. 60% chance. Because you hear about this every other generation thing. People just make up stuff. I apparently. guess so. But we just hit the jackpot, I suppose. We got lucky. Yay us. Yeah. But now they're here. I wouldn't put them back. No, not at all. No. Once we found out there were two, it was a shock. It took some time to to accept but once I did, I was like, I, I wouldn't change this. But, um. So. Especially now. Especially now that we've had them. It's still, we're still getting used to it. But they're both so sweet, so cute. <laughs> but we are really trying to get you to the 36-week mark. You were, yes. You were exhausted. Completely exhausted. It's it's hard. Um, Not to complain. Because, I mean, I, I could have had things a lot worse. I was never put on bed rest. But really, you, you get tired. Put on it. Well, it, when you have the opportunity, it's nice to put your feet up. I mean, my ankles and my feet started swelling, like, around a couple weeks into August. Um, it was, like, right after we had our baby shower. I mean, yeah, the baby shower, which was nice because I wore a dress that showed my ankles. So <laughs> they didn't swell that day. But... It was like right after that, they started swelling, and it wouldn't take very long after I got up for them to just go poof. So pants it was. <laughs> but timeline-wise, it was it was almost like it was psychological, but I guess just time, it just worked out that way. You used to walk with me five miles a day on our trail trails around our property. And I did and that. right pregnant. after you found out it was twins, it was like you started slowing down. I did. It, but it started. Was, it was almost it, like it was. It started getting um, heavier. It, you know, 
and two weeks. Yeah, and so it was just more kind of pressure underneath the belly, and then so you slow down, and it's like, okay, well, I think I need to stop for a little bit, and then it got really hot at one point too, so to go outside and and get really hot like that, I, I couldn't do, but I was never put, you know, doctor ordered bed rest, but I really slowed down, especially towards the very end. It was just, it's exhausting. You run out of breath going up and down the steps. I mean, just once you go up the staircase, done, huffing and puffing, you know, it's just physically hard. So, you know, yeah, you're carrying two, you double the amount of everything. So anyway, yeah, it was, it was. But you had to get to 36 weeks. 36 weeks. Yes. Cause that's considered term, um, for twins. So if they had been born at 36 weeks, it would have been fine. They are, you know, the doctor's like, they'll be fine at 36 weeks. Once we got to that doctor appointment, it was like, would there be a need for NICU? He said, for years, no, there would be no need for NICU at this point. And, you know, they weren't, they wouldn't try and stop labor if labor started at 36 weeks. So, but when we went in for that, you know, 36 week appointment, um, I had a regular doctor's appointment and an ultrasound because I had to do ultrasound once a month for, for twins, for these twins. And so when we went to the doctor's office, he checked things out. And he's like, I think you're going to be at least another week, if not two weeks. I'll go to the ultrasound and they check things out. Yeah, you're going to definitely make it to 38 weeks. And I was so disappointed because I was so done. But, but as soon as he said that and you had that look on your face, he was like, but I've seen people give birth that night that they say that. Yeah, yeah. I think he just saw the exhaustion. I just, I just, I think my face facial expression just gave away how disappointed I was and how exhausted he was like but I could be wrong and it's just it's like no it's a, no tell me the truth because I mean if I get excited that it could happen any day and then it's two weeks down the road which two weeks you think okay a week and a half two weeks what's the big deal but I was just done I was exhausted I was you know lord have mercy she would um go to pee in the middle of the night yeah. And she would get up out of the bed and just sit at the edge of the bed. And she would sit there maybe 40 seconds, a minute and a half. I would fall back asleep by the time she got up because it took her so long to get motivated to get the rest of her body out of the bed. Yeah, and it's like you can't just pop out of bed because it hurts. Because it's like things get settled laying down however the babies lay when you're laying on your side. And then you just stand right up. It's like, oh, ah, ha, ha, ha. So you kind of have to sit in an upward position and just wait a second. And then it's the middle of the night. I'm exhausted anyway. Now I got to get my butt the rest of the way off the bed. So it's just one of those things where it's just, it's exhausting. Just the simple, simple everyday life things. It, it was getting hard and exhausting. But we were trying to tell Lana, even after that appointment, he said two weeks later, we told Lana, all right, Lana, it could be any minute. It truly could be any minute. Right. So keep your toys cleaned up. We might have a house full of people. Uh, your grandma is going to be coming to visit. You got to you got to keep your playroom clean. You got to do this. You got to do that. And um, when it happened, she she was good to go. So what happened was, how, how long after the doctor's appointment? So we had the doctor's appointment on Tuesday and the ultrasound on Wednesday. And I went into labor on Friday. After he said it'd be another two yep. weeks. Yeah, and f- 
And the baby said, ah. <laughs> and Friday was. Finally got talking to me. Yeah. Ah. And Friday was、um, the day that I was 37 weeks exactly. So I was 37 weeks, and、um, yeah, that's when everything started. I woke up. I, ha- I had been having Braxton Hicks a lot more and a lot more often. And that's like pretend contractions because、yeah. people don't know. Right. It's like your body practicing. And it, ha- for me, I would have like one or two and then it would stop. But they were getting more intense and hurting a lot more. And then the night before, I had so many in a row and it was so painful. I don't even think I told you, but we were. In the living room, and we were just we were watching TV and having dinner, and I was having Braxton Hicks a lot, but it was very sporadic. And it was just that one spot, so I knew it was Braxton Hicks and not real labor, but it was it was getting painful. But it ended, it stopped. So then the next morning, that Friday, it was the 25th, we, I woke up around 7 15 and I was having contraction. But this one was different. It like went around my back as well. And I was like, ah,、oh, this sucks. This, these, these Braxton Hicks, they're getting worse. And then I fell back asleep. And 10 minutes later, I woke up again with another one. I was like, golly. And then it stopped and I went back to sleep. And probably about another 10 or 15 minutes, I woke up with another one. I was like, well, I guess I'll get up and use the bathroom. Because sometimes. Just get up and walk, and, and it'll make it stop. So I got up and I walked to the bathroom, and my water broke. And I wasn't sure if it was my water breaking or if I just had an accident for some reason because it was very slow. It wasn't like a gush that you hear about on, on the TV and on movies where there's just like, whoosh, and oh my goodness, my water broke. No, it was just, oh my. I think I might have beat myself. <laughs> But I, so after a few minutes in the bathroom and it wasn't stopping, I yelled out for Wes. I was like, Wes, I, I think my water broke. You told so, me, I think my water broke. Then you call the emergency hotline number and you're like, I, think,、um, I said, I think my water broke, but I'm not sure.、Um, I'm not sure what happened.、Um, Yeah. My underwear wet and. No,、um, I said, I th- you, no, you're sounded, making me sound like a little kid. I it said. It sounded like you tiptoed around it I, and they weren't no, excited at all. I said, I th- she wished me luck. <laughs> I said, I think my water broke, but I'm not sure. Because you see, with Lana, we induced because of our schedule and she was ready. With these two, we weren't sure when they were going to come, if we would have to induce or not. Obviously, we didn't have to. But. I had never had, I didn't have labor start naturally. So I'd never had my water break naturally. So, you know, I didn't know that that was what was happening. I wasn't sure. So we called the doctor and he was like, okay, well, um, I told him I was having contractions at this point. And, and I said, but they're a little sporadic. They might be three minutes apart to eight minutes apart. And, and that's what they be, were. He's still waiting on you to be another two weeks. So he was like, well, sometimes there can be a tear、yeah. in the top of the bag that、right. reseal itself. Yep. So just go ahead, lay down, make sure you're resting, lay down, and give it an hour or two. So, okay. So I get off the phone. And it's like right when I got off the phone, The contractions started coming more regular. So we put on the contraction counter. Wes went out and fed the animals. 
um, when we got when he got back. It's an app on our phone, the contraction counter. Yeah, contraction counter is an app on the on the phone. So you just hit start when one starts and stop when it stops, and it keeps track of, you know, how long the contractions last and the time between. And so you know they were about five minutes apart, four minutes apart by the time we hit maybe forty five minutes of the hour. So us is like I'm calling. So he called the doctor. He called my mom, who's going to come watch Lana. Um, and the doctor said, okay, well, why don't you just mosey on to the hospital? So we did some moseying because it we not on purpose. We went as fast as we could. Wes got the car loaded. He got Lana up. He got everything done. And then there was me <laughs> because they got the contractions got so hard and so they were one minute apart. They were, well, by the time we got to the hospital, yes. So by the time we left the house, they were about three minutes apart. And they were hard. I could not move during the contraction. She would she would put her underwear on and then she would... Have a contraction. Lay against the counter in the bathroom. Yeah. Then she'd put one pant leg in and she'd have a contraction. Right. Get the other pant leg in. She'd have a contraction. And at this point, I think That's that Wes was... pause for five minutes. Yeah. And I think Wes at this point was... um. Starting to freak out just a little bit. And I was like, come on, you. we got to go, we got to go. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I cannot move. You I was can't ready move. to throw you on my shoulder and just carry you out of the house. <laughs> so anyway, they got intense. The contractions got very intense. And by the time we got to the hospital, they were about a minute apart. And Wes asked me, he said, well, do you want me to drop you off at the front door and I'll come and follow? I said, absolutely not. I don't want to get split up from you and I don't want things you not to be there so we went and parked i was like i can walk (laughs) well i couldn't even get out of the car without having a contraction i walked two feet had another one so he ran to the front um i laid you against the tree yeah he ran and got a a wheelchair and wheeled me in which worked well so we got to the hospital around 11 and by um 12 12 both babies were out so we we really you know i think Someone said, you must have really put some excitement in that labor and delivery wing there that morning. I was like, I think probably. Because with twins, they go ahead and when you're ready to push, because I did all natural. Both were head down, so I was able to do all natural and have them. Um, instead natural, of having no medicine, right, no anything. And, and no C-section, which was what I was really praying for. But... um. So they say with twins, they just go ahead and when you're ready to push, they take you into the operating room just in case something happens and it's an emergency and they have to do C-section anyway. So we got there and I was checked and I was already eight centimeters. They checked again. I don't, it felt like maybe five, ten minutes later and I was nine centimeters. So they were like, all right, let's go to the operating room. And so at 12.05, Julian was born and at 12.12... Alexander was born. And so... Who we're calling Lex. Yes, who we're calling Lex. But the thing is, we did the Bradley birthing method for Lana, which was husband coach childbirth. Yes. Where I'm brushing her brow and holding her hand and loving her through this with Lana 18-hour labor. Right. And making sure that wherever 
you know, the whole point is to relax through contractions because your body needs the energy to do the work. Don't tense up. Don't yell. Just breathe and relax every part of you. So if your brow would be furrowed, well, Wes would see it and he'd rub my my forehead and I'd just try and relax my forehead. You know, you make a fist for some reason, he'd rub my hand and it just let go. The fist just relaxed during contractions. And so Lana, you know, she was induced, took 18 hours um, before I had her. And so that really paid off with this, this labor and delivery. It was, it <laughs> there was, was no time. I don't, so. <laughs> I don't know. 12 people. I don't How many people were in this room? It was a lot. There it was, was a, two, it was a- two doctors. They had an anesthesiologist there just in case they had to do a C-section because I didn't have any medicine. They had two nurses. They had a nurse for each baby. They had a couple nurses for each baby. A nurse with me. Yeah. Um, I, I lost count. I don't know. Yeah, I don't 50 know. 50 people? Was... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'd say there was maybe 8, 10 people in there. Uh, yeah, I was, my guess but was 12. But I was more out of it. You might be. Me and you, right. 12. Yeah. yeah. But for me, that was overwhelming. It had nothing to do with Bradley birthing, anything we had learned. That was a whole other experience. Because as soon as we got in the room, the lady's like, all right, well, you can hold her leg and she can kick against you as she pushes. Yeah. And man, boom, baby won. Yep. We put the baby on her chest, and she's oh, and I'm trying to take a picture and trying to do this, and the guy's like, "All right, here comes the next one." Yeah, I mean, it was it was yeah. no time to enjoy it before the next one came. Seven minutes when it entered the world, right? But she was pushing three minutes into it, right? Yeah, and three yeah. minutes when you have a newborn in your arm, right? That's that's a blink of an eye, right? Exactly, yeah. And it was just, and I am so thankful. I I was fine with it going that fast. Golly. And um the baby's put his hat on just <laughs> covering his face completely. He's taken it off and covered his face. But um I was very thankful for how quickly that delivery went and I was very thankful um for how quickly they came back to back. Um our doctor had told us, you know, there was a lady that he delivered twins for before and it was an hour between babies and I just oh my goodness to think of the anticipation of that pain <laughs> and maybe she had maybe she had an epidural or something but I didn't have anything and just to think about going through that pain again was scary enough for seven minutes but to have to sit there and wait for an hour I, I don't oh my goodness that would be horrible so anyway I was thankful for a quick delivery and um, only seven minutes between them was plenty of time for me <laughs> so everybody asks when we put stuff on facebook all right how much did they weigh what's their names it's julian and lex alexander we're calling him lex and what was their weights so it's julian clark isley is his full name and he was born at 1205 he weighed five pounds seven ounces 19 inches long and then there's alexander ray isley um, who's going to be called lex and he was born at 1212. 12. He weighed six pounds, 12 ounces. He was a big boy and he's 20 inches long. And he's the second one. And they were like, well, you're a second time mom, so it'll be easier this time. And, you know, the first baby will, will lay the trail. Right. The first baby was a small one. And I told the doctor, I said, uh-uh, no, if you're going through the woods, you don't lay a trail with a motorcycle for an RV to come behind you. The RV's <laughs> supposed to come out first. The second baby was almost a pound bigger. Yeah. And so, yeah. 
So it was good. It was it 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 was very painful, but everything went so 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 smoothly. The doctor couldn't ask for better results. The the morning after, every single nurse in the hospital, honestly, truthfully, it wasn't fake. They congratulated congratulated Natalie. When we got there, we told Natalie, we told the nurse that we wanted to do natural. Please don't offer us a whole bunch of medicine. We know that you can do medicine and stuff, but she wants to do it natural. Every baby that comes in this world comes in this world naturally. And she kept telling us stuff like that. And we're like, lady, you're not understanding. Just don't want medicine. We're not being rude. We're not arguing with you, but don't, don't say stuff like that. Come on. But, um, afterwards they were like, no, really? You did twins and you had nothing but ibuprofen? No you epidural. Did, you, did, you did twins, honey. Yeah. You are. And then we left thirty hours after giving birth. We didn't stay yeah. the full time. We could have stayed in we the left, hospital. We, yeah, we, I had. We had them noon on Friday, and we left Saturday evening at six. Yeah. Um, because the hospital sucks, man. They're coming you can't in. Can't sleep. They're coming in. Well, with twins, they're coming in even more because they're checking on every baby, and then they're checking on Natalie, and then no, oh, it's a new shift. Well, that that isn't even. They don't change shift on a time where they would normally be checking in. So that's an extra check-in time. And right. it's just, it's awful. Yeah. It's awful. Then at one point they changed nurses and they said, yeah, Here's well, yeah, I, I'm going to do something else now. Here's your new nurse for that shift. And it's like, ah, oh, that's another time. Well, you guys try to get some sleep. Hey, we need you to fill out the paperwork for the birth certificate. And that's the lady from the accounting office. And right. then all right, well, you guys get some rest. Well, the lactation lady's coming to see you now. How are you going to get some rest? Right, yeah, exactly. They just kept on coming. But they were doing their jobs, which is understandable. I, I get that. But it's just you can't sleep. It's just hard. And then you have to, and then you know, you have to feed the babies every three hours. So there's that. And then there's people coming in. And I told Wes, I said, we'd finally, finally have some time. And I'd finally doze off. And somebody would come in the room. It's just hard. So we could have stayed till Sunday. I think with twins, they would have been fine. We stayed till Monday. But I was like, no, I want to go home. <laughs> but the other thing was, wasn't people coming in the room. Somebody was hammering outside. Uh, yeah. Which was annoying, like water torture. Yeah. And then some guy was walking up and down the hall. I think he had Tourette's. Yeah. Because it was loud. Yeah. And then there was another guy that came through, I don't know, two in the morning buffering and waxing the floor oh my gosh yes and it was like he went by our room like 12 times it's yes. like i think that spot's clean dude turn the machine off i gotta sleep it's like oh my goodness <laughs> yeah so there's always something happening and it's just hard it, you can't get rest which granted you come home you have twin newborns you're not really going to get much rest either but you're going to get more than you got at the hospital so and everybody that we put on Facebook, they said, "Are they identical? Are they fraternal?" And to write stuff down on Facebook, I don't know if I'm lazy. I just don't feel like typing it all out. I just told the people, "Tell ask Natalie; she can explain it to you." So but, we had we had what's called die die twins. They each had their own placenta and own sac. So there's one of two. They could be either fraternal or identical. It's either it's two eggs, and so they'd be fraternal, or it's one egg that split before implanting, and so they would be um, identical. But in reading things, you know, it takes some time to figure out if they are identical or fraternal just from the looks of the baby. These two look very similar, um, 
really what we're telling them apart right now is the weight difference. One's just bigger than the other. One's got chubby cheeks. Yeah. So they very well could be identical. It's just, it's one of those wait and see things, which sounds weird, but... And I asked the doctor, and he said, oh, you'll find out in middle school. <laughs> no, seriously. Right. And then yeah. I asked a nurse. I was like, no, seriously. What did the doctor say? Right. Really? I thought he was just joking. Yeah. So who who knows? We'll right. We'll figure it out. But... These kids are awesome. They're doing yeah, great. They are. And um, one more thing, the doctor said that Natalie's birth, if he was writing a book for new doctors and talking about twins' birth, he said Natalie would be what you'd shoot for. It Aww. was so... No, seriously. Like, everything, you came there, you were ready to push, and you you did it. You didn't quit. You didn't give up. You didn't do this. You didn't... Everything was just perfect. The babies, we weren't tangled. Nothing happened. Everything was... Everything was good. Everything it was went flawless well. and fast. Yeah, it was. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's what we've been up to this week. <laughs> so that's why I didn't have my other magician friend come on. He'll be on next week's episode because we don't know when we'll be able to air this or film this because um, we have a breastfeeding schedule we have to figure out, and we have other things, and our life is a little screwy. So we wanted yeah. to get this out, but things are crazy. Right. Anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening, and um, check us out on Jewel TV. Episode 3 just came out tonight at 7 p.m. Um, it's all about Lana growing up in show business is this week's episode. and um, It's very adorable, and you should check it out. Absolutely. See, See you, you next, next week. week. Check us out online at wesisley.com and patreon.com forward slash Wes underscore Isley for behind the scene videos, blooper videos, never before seen footage, discounts on merchandise, magic trick tutorials, and more. That's Wes Isley spelled W-E-S-I-S-E-L-I. -S -S -E